This morning we look to the fifth chapter of Paul's letter to the Ephesians, beginning in verse 13, reading this morning in the English Standard Version. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. This is the word of God. In the name of our Savior, Jesus Christ, whose light no darkness can overcome, dear friends in Christ. The word exposure can mean various things when used in various contexts, but I think it's pretty safe to say that most of those contexts are bad. Granted, there are some benign uses of the word exposure. When light is applied to photographic film, for instance, we call that an exposure. If all the windows in your house face this direction, you might say you have a nice southern exposure. On the other hand, if you Google, say, the words exposure and politician together, or the words exposure and pornography, I can guarantee you that all the results that come up will be bad news. It'll all be about people with dark, repulsive secrets that they tried to hide, that they never intended should come to the light. It'll be about crime and corruption and dark deeds secretly hidden. The season of Advent, however, which is the season of the church year that we're just about to enter, is a season of light. And this morning we're reminded that one of the specific goals of the child of Bethlehem was to accomplish an exposure. Exposure in at least two senses. That's why our theme is, Jesus is the light of exposure. His law exposes the darkness of sin, while his gospel exposes the way of salvation. The first part of the Apostle Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 5, is about the subject of enlightenment. He's talking about the enlightened walk of a believer and how Christians are to behave and how their behavior is supposed to contrast with the behavior of the unbelievers among whom they live. Unlike most of us, those Ephesian Christians could easily remember a time when they were not Christians, but rather unbelievers they could remember firsthand the darkness and spiritual ignorance that they had formerly lived in. They had vivid memories of the change that took place in them when the Holy Spirit came into their hearts and made them Christians. Paul reminds them of this in verse 8. For at one time you were darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light. For the fruit of the light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. The deeds of the world in which those Ephesians lived were dark and sinful. What were the Christians to do? Join in with those deeds? Obviously not. Ignore those deeds of darkness and sweep them under the carpet? Not that either. They were neither to join in them nor ignore them, but rather to expose them. Expose them with the word of Christ. Christ in his word, you see, always bring the light of exposure. 
First and most obviously because his law exposes the darkness of sin. Paul says, when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Light brings exposure, and that's not always pleasant. The world will not thank you for letting the light of your faith shine through, because that's going to expose the darkness of the sin of this unbelieving world. But more important than that, the light of God's law also exposes the sin that's in here the sin that lies within our own corrupt hearts. And this, too, is a function of God's law. Not a pleasant function, but one that's entirely necessary. Let me illustrate. Not long ago, I noticed a vaguely disturbing smell emanating from the pantry in our house. I wasn't sure what it was, but I knew that whatever it was, it was not good. And I was right. I finally determined that the bad smell was coming from a dark corner way in the back of the pantry in a plastic bag hidden under some other things way over in a dark corner. Holding my nose, I dragged it out into the light. That was a problem, all right. It was a bag of potatoes that we had somehow forgotten about way back in this dark corner, and it had rotted. The potatoes had rotted to the point where they were nearly liquefied. The smell was overpowering. Why do I tell such an unpleasant story? Well, my fellow Christians, it's because our sin smells worse than that. Our sins, the sins we harbor in our hearts, are more unpleasant, more disgusting, and this is the point, much more dangerous than that. For as soon as we start nurturing sins in the darkness of our heart, instead of repenting of them, protecting them, and cherishing them, as soon as we do that, the corruption and the rottenness begins. Eventually, we may even begin to think that we don't need any repentance, that we're just fine the way we are, and sin isn't really sin. But then God's law kicks in and does its function, of dragging us back to that putrid mess and sticking our nose in it and making us realize how badly it stinks in front of God. We are all like an unclean thing, Isaiah says, and all our righteousnesses are like filthy rags. Yes, the word of Christ is a word of exposure because it exposes sin. The sins of the world, true, but... Really, we don't have to worry too much about them. We're concerned with the sins that lie within ourselves. But not all is lost. For Christ is the light of exposure in another sense as well, a very blessed and beneficial sense, because it's his gospel that exposes for us the way of salvation. Paul goes on, Anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore it says, Awake, O sleeper, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. What a terrific message that is. That despite the darkness we see all around us, and yes, even within us, despite that, God has shined the light of the gospel to show us the way of salvation. Through the gospel, he calls us to rise to a new spiritual life. And it's that very gospel call itself 
that performs the miracle and enables us to go through that spiritual resurrection. John says in his first chapter of his gospel, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness has not overcome it. Certainly there was plenty of darkness for Jesus. On Good Friday, he went through the ultimate darkness. As an inky blackness covered the earth from noon to three, Jesus underwent the sufferings of hell so that sinners like you and me might be delivered from hell. He went through the experience of being forsaken by his heavenly Father so that you and I might know we will never be forsaken by our heavenly Father. He endured the punishment of every sin of mankind so that all that's left for you and me is triumph and joy and everlasting life. As Paul wrote to the Corinthians, For our sake God made him to be sin who knew no sin, so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. You see, it's a kind of double exposure. God's law exposes the sin in the world and in us, but his gospel exposes the way of salvation for all people. That gospel light is the wonderful shining beam that will shine upon us once again as we enter this coming Advent season. God grant that we all may see and rejoice in and follow that blessed light. Amen. We'll conclude this morning with hymn 515, stanzas 1 and 4.